Join us, Sarah and Georgia, as we help you get to grips with money and take control of your finances in a fun and simple way. We talk all things money from investments, pensions and benefits to your mindset around money and steps we can take to improve your relationship with money. Together, we've got this. Hi, welcome to episode 26 of the Money Confidence Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about five ways to make better financial decisions. And George is back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, back yeah. Back from your holidays. Back from holidays. So relaxed. Where did you go? I went to Spain. So I went to Bilbao and San Sebastian in Spain, which was lovely. You look all refreshed. You didn't do any revision, do did you, there? If I'm honest, I took my key cards, but I didn't read them. Did you not? No, I read them on the plane. Okay. So I'm not sure if that counts. But no, I didn't do any revision, but I did do... I've done revision every day since I've been back. Whoop, whoop. But, you know, it will all be over soon. It will all be over soon. It'll be all worth it. Exactly. It was just nice to get away, have some nice weather, some nice food, some nice drink. While you were there over in Spain, I had to do two episodes by myself, Georgia. Oh, my goodness. How did you survive? I didn't really. No, you you really held the fort. You did a really good job. (laughs) What, have you listened to You did a really good job. I listened to part of one of them, and then I didn't finish it in time. In time for what? Well, we were, it was when we our flight was delayed. I was in the airport listening to it, and then we actually had to get on our flight. So, All right. But well, I'll be listening to the rest of them. <laughs> and here he is. Here is the special guest. The Rex has come. <laughs> of course, he has. Rex has like, come back. He hears Sarah's voice, and he's like, "Mummy, too." <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever met a cat like this? We on should. Seriousness. No, I've never met a cat like that. And also, George, I think we should call this the Money Confidence Podcast with Sarah, George, and Rex. And Rex, I agree. Always on our podcast episodes. He is. He's a bit much. He's a bit of a fussy cat. Mm, I think you love it, mine. really, though. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> it's like he's got some sort of like tra- traumatic past. <laughs> Won't leave me alone. <laughs> Did but, you? you know. You had you got him as a kitten, didn't you? Yeah, we did. He's always been like this. Look, he's trying to get kisses. So if he had a traumatic past, George, it's with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no, he's always been like this. I think it's because he gets cold. Look at his horrible wrinkles. Oh. So, George, while you've been away, a lot of things have happened. Yes, they have. The world has gone mad. Yes, the mini budget. Yeah, and I tell you what, going on holiday and having to convert some euros just after the mini mini budget was not <laughs> ideal. Yeah, the pound totally plummeted. Yep, so it plummeted the day I went and got my money. Woo-woo. I did it. Oh no, Georgia. No. What are your thoughts on the mini budget? Uh they are not to be they are too rude to say, <laughs> I feel. I think um what are my thoughts in a nice way? Oh, Rex is just knocked over the microphone. One sec. Oh my goodness, what is he doing? Um, My thoughts on the mini budget was that it's absolutely ridiculous and we can't just keep borrowing more and more and more money. No, we can't keep borrowing more and more money. And also, and... since I did the podcast last week, um, the government did a complete U-turn on yes. the 45% tax rate. So the 45% tax rate is not being abolished. I repeat, yeah. it's not, it's not being, being abolished. abolished. They completely U-turned on that the day no, after they I recorded should've. the podcast. I just think things like, you know, the um, like stamp duty, go, like dropping and stuff. It's just, 
you know, where's money doesn't grow on trees. The government needs to get our money somehow. The thing about the stamp duty, though, is the savings people are going to make on not paying stamp duty. It's going to be swallowed up in their higher mortgage exactly. payments. Exactly. And also, there was a study that's been released recently by the Institute for Fiscal Studies. Mm. They found that households in every income distribution will on average lose more money from the freezes to the allowances, thresholds and benefits over the next three years than they will gain from the tax cuts announced in the mini budget. Interesting. That's very interesting. So like, uh, for example, the income tax thresholds have been frozen, haven't they, until 2026? A lot of benefits have been frozen indefinitely. Which is terrible because, you know, the cost of living is increasing at such a high rate. Mm. you know it's it's just your classic case i don't know if we should put this in the podcast but it's your classic case of you know letting the rich get richer and well listen to this fact Mm -hmm. i've got a few facts to tell you oh good these facts that i'm going to tell you were findings from the study by the institute for physical studies so yeah so as a result of the four-year freeze to the personal allowance yeah. By 2025-26, the number of income taxpayers will rise to 35.4 million, which is 66% of adults. Yeah. This, Georgia, is 1.4 million more than the number today. Oh, wow. By 2025-26, the freeze will be costing basic rate taxpayers £500 per year in today's prices. Mm-hmm. Also... The number of families affected by the benefit cap is set to double to a quarter of a million by 2025-26. So half a million more families will lose some or all of their child benefit entitlement (gasps) by 2025-26 compared to now. Oh my goodness. Also, um, the high inflation is making this worse. So high inflation increases the impact of these freezes. And according to the IFS, the freeze to the income tax thresholds is around four times as big a tax rise as when the policy was announced. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, as I was saying, a lot of the benefit values are indefinitely frozen. Yeah. And the impact of these freezes grows over time. So the value of benefits will steadily erode. And the IFS study found that the indefinite freezes to benefits are more significant than the indefinite freezes to taxes. By 2030 to 31, the poorest tenth of households will lose 4.7% of their income, whilst the highest income tenth will lose 1.3% as a result of the total changes to the tax and benefit system. So really, the poorest households are losing out. They're being the most by this. So have you got anything else to say about the budget that I can actually put in the podcast? Right, so Georgia's voice her opinion, but a lot of it I can't put in the podcast because yeah. it's uh, not family friendly and also a little bit political. So yeah, we don't get political. We yeah. don't get political on this podcast. Um, so basically, uh, so basically, I haven't got a lot to say. So I think it's time to move no on. comment, no comment, no comment. Okay, so let's get to it, Georgia. Yeah, so um, we are talking about ways to make better financial decisions today, aren't we, Sarah? We are, Georgia. We and are. can I just say, do you actually, we're on episode 26. That means we've been doing this for 26 weeks, which means that's six months, so half a year. Yeah, I was thinking about this, but a few of them we did, we crammed in on that first day. Oh, yeah, the day I, I became delusional. Yeah. <laughs> 
And up, but we probably have done it for that long. Now we just do one a week, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we probably have been doing it for about six months. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed. I am impressed, but you're not, um, I'm not doing another one without you now. Oh, did you not like it? No, you have to, even when you're in Spain or on holiday, I'm going to get you to do it. Oh, brilliant. You. I'll just pre-record your voice. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Rex when you're on holiday? George's mum came in to him. Ah, uh, okay. Didn't she? George has two cows, but surely cares about Rex. No, that is not true. <laughs> I knew I'd get you angry. I know right. that I'm fuming. <laughs> you can do the podcast. Hey, where forever. is your other cat? My other cat? You never talk about your other cat. Right. I beg to differ. I love my other cat more than words can I ever say. More than Lex? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I did not say that. She do is you... my favourite girl cat and he is my favourite boy cat. If you had to pick one, who would you pick? Neither. They are like your children. What me and George say is we like, we love them just as much as each other. Mm -hmm. But Rex is a lot nicer. (gasps) No, no, but Nala has, Nala is a lot more beautiful. How is Nala beautiful? What do you mean? Don't you mean she's beautiful? I mean, like, nicer, like, nicer, yeah, I get that. But Rex is a lot more affectionate. Mm hmm. But Nala's like so much nicer to like cuddle because she's so soft. Oh, is that what you mean? Okay. Yeah. Like, and she does like lay on me in the evenings and she slept on top of me last night. So I won't have this nonsense. <laughs> Does she sleep on your head? She sleeps out like, on my chest. I like okay, lay like this. Good, good. And then she like touches my face in the night like this. It's very weird. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia, remember yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Remember me. I was your first cat. <laughs> Yeah. Give me some love. Um, you give it all to Rex. Stomp it. <laughs> right. Okay, Georgia. <laughs> George yes. is upset. Uh, I'm not going to lie. But George's upset now. <laughs> no, right, five ways on. to make better financial decisions is what we're going to discuss. Aren't yes, we? we are going to discuss that. So if you'd like to read about it, please go to my blog or my website, which are in the show notes. So we're going to talk about ways to make better financial decisions. So like any decisions, some financial decisions are easy to make, such as how much to spend on a birthday present, whereas others are much more difficult to make, such as deciding if you will go self-employed or when you want to retire. Yeah. Okay. So these are some tips, five tips on how you can make better financial decisions. So do you want to start with the first one, Georgia? Yeah, so the number one is breaking the decision down into smaller decisions. So obviously when we're faced with like a huge decision, it can be quite overwhelming and feel like there's a lot of pressure. Um, So then rather than seeing it as one huge decision to make, you could break it down into simpler, easier decisions, which you can tackle step by step. Mm. So a good example of this um would be if you were thinking about going self-employed um you could do kind of break it down into smaller questions such as how do I feel about going self-employed or what are the pros and cons of being self-employed and then when you break it down it makes the decision a lot easier and less overwhelming what do you think Sarah 
I think that's a very good tip, Georgia. I think so too. Do you think as well by breaking it down, like, you know, like into smaller steps and stuff, mm. that kind of means that you make more of an informed decision because you've kind of considered all the options and all the things that go with it rather than just approaching a big topic and it's... With a big financial decision, there's a lot of things to think about, isn't there? Yeah. There's a lot of different areas to think about. So I think breaking it down into them smaller decisions, well, it makes it less overwhelming, but also it makes you think about like the different aspects of the decision and all the things that you need to consider. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Tip number two is get clear on your values and priorities. Okay, so to make good choices of your money, you need to get clear on what's truly important to you and what your values are. Um, so some questions you can ask yourself are what's important to you in the context of money? What really matters to you? What are you saving for? What does having money mean to you? What will money allow you to do? So aligning your spending with your values and what's most important to you can help you decide what takes priority and give you that intrinsic motivation to reach your goals. So when you make a decision, think about how this fits in with your values and priorities. So the next tip is um, around considering the future and the present situation. Um, so it's important to kind of balance the the kind of needs and wants of yourself right now and the needs of wants of yourself in the future. So it's kind of like an immediate thing that's going to happen and then kind of like a delayed thing that's going to happen. So it can be quite difficult to do that as a lot of people like, you know, just live for today or focus on planning for the future. So people can tend to be like, you know, one way or the other. But a good way to help with this is by writing down two lists of um, pros and cons. So one list can be short-term pros, one list can be long-term pros, and so on. And then it's also used to weigh up, useful to weigh up the needs of your present self versus your future self. For example, if you're an emotional spender and you overspend, weigh up whether spending now is more important to you than some future spending that you might need or want. Okay, so tip number four is ask for help. Um, so there's a lot of information on the internet, but sometimes it's difficult to know where to start and also what information is reliable. Um, so this information overload can lead us to become paralyzed with uncertainty and unable to make a decision. If you need expert advice, then seek professional help as they'll they will advise you on the right choice for you and your circumstances. But also it's, it can be beneficial to talk to someone you know about your decision as in that they can provide a different perspective on the situation and it also lets you talk through your options and help look at the pros and cons of the potential decision. So it may also be good to talk to someone about your money fears um, and what may be holding you back from making the decision and talking your decision through with someone and getting them to sense check that decision can help you stop getting stuck and move you forwards. Sometimes you just put it off to, until yeah. tomorrow, don't you? You're like, oh yeah, I'll yeah. do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. But I guess if, you, if you've if you got someone to talk to and it can help you with yeah. it, um, it also gives you some accountability, doesn't it? Like yeah, an accountability partner. Yeah, and someone to kind of say oh did you make that decision or 
yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, I think that's really helpful and a really good tip. And then we've got one more, Georgia, the last and final tip. So this one is all about setting yourself a decision date, a deadline, basically. So by giving yourself a time frame um, of when to make a decision, I mean, you should definitely give yourself like plenty of time so that you aren't rushed and you don't stress, etc. But it's also important to make sure you That time is when you're going to be relaxed and in the right mindset, not rushing around. You know, you're not in the middle of cooking dinner or something. You're trying to make this massive financial decision. And by knowing that you have a time period, it means you can set aside time for it. It will help you with procrastination and help feel like you are moving forward. Yeah. So just to summarize everything. So if you're finding it hard to make a financial decision, Break it down into a series of smaller decisions, which are easy to make. Talk it through with either a professional, a friend or a family member who can send to check your decision and provide a different perspective. Also, really understand what's important to you and ask yourself whether the decision you have made is in line with your values um, and ensure you are taking into account both your present self and your future self when making decisions and set yourself a time frame, a time frame around making mm-hmm. the decision and stick to it. This should help you move forwards and make that decision that you keep putting off. Yes, very important. So there you go. Our five tips to make better financial decisions. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. We do hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions then let us know. The email is in the show notes. Yeah. And next week, what we're talking about next week, Georgia? Next week, Sarah, we are going to have a chat (laughs) about debt and debt management styles. And then we'll go into a bit about how to improve your credit score. Sounds good. Looking forward to it, guys. Speak to you soon. See you next week. Bye. 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 All views expressed in this podcast are our own and not our employers. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. Investments can go down as well as up and you might not get back the amount you put in, especially if you take your money out too early. Investments may be subject to tax. The impact of taxation and any tax reliefs depends on your circumstances.